0: Today's show is brought to you by the Nutritional Therapy Association. The NTA trains and certifies nutritional therapy practitioners and consultants with a nutritional foundation that emphasizes the body's innate intelligence and bio-individuality because they know that a one-size-fits-all approach to nutrition does not exist. The NTA curriculum focuses on the importance of properly prepared, nutrient-dense whole foods paired with a well-balanced lifestyle. Sound familiar? <laughs> I love this program so much. Throughout their program, students learn a wide range of educational tools and techniques to identify and correct nutritional imbalances and deficiencies, and students graduate with the education and skills needed to launch a successful career in holistic nutrition. May enrollment for the NTA's Nutritional Therapy Practitioner Program, or their fully online Nutritional Therapy Consultant Program, is currently open through April 26th. You can head to www.nutritionaltherapy.com to get more info. The NTA's annual conference, Roots, is also happening March 1st through the 3rd in Portland, Oregon. I've attended in the past and can honestly say that it was one of the most educational and inspirational nutrition conferences I have ever been to. No joke. You can go to the nutritionaltherapyconference.com to register. You do not have to be an NTP to go. All are welcome. Welcome back to another episode of the Fed and Fit Podcast. Today we are going to chat Business. Are you ready? Are you ready for this? <laughs> Business has accidentally become my favorite thing to chat about. My uh, Diane, San Filippo, and I, and Julie Bauer Roth, and Lexi Davidson, my friends and colleagues in the industry, of course. Amber Golden and Jessica Gartner, who both work with me here at Fed and Fit, like all of these people we're all birds of a feather because we all cannot stop talking shop. It doesn't matter where we're at. If it's someone's birthday, we just want to talk shop and it's it's my favorite thing ever. I love it so much because there's it's just the 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 landscape of business these days. It's just changing so quickly and it's so fascinating. And what it means really, if you want to boil it down, is there's just a heck of a lot of opportunity for everybody right now. And that is just really dang exciting. You get to essentially, it's it's the world that um, I feel like it's coming into reality is the world that my parents promised me growing up. And I'm sure everybody's Loving parents said the same thing, but it was you can you can do anything you want to do. I can't. I mean, my parents told me that over and over again, and maybe not everybody hears that, but I did. I heard it a lot growing up, and it was definitely. Um, it was during some very formidable years. I took it to heart, and I really believe it. <laughs> Just, I do believe that I can do anything that I want to do. And today's landscape of business really makes that apparent. You guys, you can do anything you want to do when it comes to business. You can build the business you want to build. Um, There are some, you know, of course, there are barriers to entry. Some of that is time. Some of that's a little investment. Some of that is education. Some of that is um, just building and giving things and trying to refine your craft. But at the end of the day, you can do it. So that kind of airs in, that was a little mini sidebar at the very beginning, but that airs into what we're talking about today. We're gonna chat specifically about Side hustles, and we're gonna talk about how do you pick a side hustle. Well, first, we're gonna talk about what the heck a side hustle is. How do you pick one? How to know if it's right for you? What are some options out there? What's probably required in the side hustle business? Uh, so we're gonna dive into it all because at the end of the day, those of us listening to this show, and they, we have it somewhere deep down. We're like, you know what? I like what I'm doing. Maybe you have, maybe you have a full time job. You know, you go to an office somewhere. Maybe you too, maybe was, you were in a lot of school for that job, right? Maybe you feel really committed. You are, um, you know, whatever. Because folks who did a graduate, postgraduate, all kinds of schooling probably feel a little bit. I know. I know personally know people who took, gosh. In addition to their undergraduate, an extra 10, 12 years worth of schooling to learn how to do what they're doing now, and they kind of want to do something differently. And it, you can feel trapped a little bit. Or even if you didn't throw yourself into that much school, and you don't feel trapped in a career, maybe you just you're just ready for some kind of a change, or maybe you're just ready to do something that you get to be the boss of, or maybe maybe you know you're at a point now, and you're you've been home with the kids and you're just ready to sink your teeth into, you're like, you know what, I've got 10 hours in my week. I have 10 hours that I could put into something. And yeah, I like what I'm doing with those 10 hours right now, but I think I can put it into something that slowly builds over time. That is these all of these kinds of scenarios and points of life is where a side hustle can be perfect. So a side hustle is essentially, it's it's your hustle on the side. It's whatever your main gig is. Let's say if your main gig is being a stay-at-home mom. Maybe your main gig is you're a lawyer. You're a practicing lawyer. Maybe your main gig is you're a doctor. Maybe your main gig is you are a physical therapist, an accountant, um, a uh, tax preparer. <laughs> It's obviously the beginning of February, so that's where my brain has been going. You know, maybe your full-time gig is, gosh, what are other, what are jobs that people do? Maybe, (laughs) gosh, I really should have come prepared with some example jobs, (laughs) because I'm blanking. Anyways, all the things that you could be and could be doing out there, you're doing those things. Maybe you work in business development for um, an engineering company, maybe you are an engineer, who knows, whatever your trade is. You've got this full-time gig, but there's still something gnawing at the side of you that you wanna do something also. Maybe you're not ready to commit that you want to do it instead of what you're doing, but you would like to. You've got an extra 10 hours a week. You've got 10, 15 hours a week that you could pour into something. And you're not saying that you want it to replace your main gig as an architectural engineer, but you would kind of like to throw just a little icing on top of that cake. You know, maybe just explore another industry, maybe see where it goes. And that's essentially what a side hustle is it's something that you invest 10 to 15, maybe more hours into that into a different totally different leg of income or a different leg of potential business opportunity for you each week and it is something that you do on the side. So think about this. I've Everybody's probably taken a Lyft or an Uber at some point in time, and I, I'm that person that I am a chatty Cathy. I obviously have the gift of Gab. I have a podcast <laughs> that I've been running for years and years now. But I love chatting with my Lyft or Uber driver. I like asking, where are they from? What it, what keeps them busy? you know, How did you get into Lifting or Ubering? And I always find it's fascinating that a lot of the people who have driven me around have full-time jobs doing other fabulous things, and Lyft and Uber, it's their side hustle. They do it at nighttime, they do it on the weekends, they do it on occasional days off, it provides some extra income, it provides them something to do instead of sitting at home and doing whatever they would have been doing, whether that's watching TV or folding the laundry. I love a good excuse to not fold laundry. And so that's kind of what it is. That's what we're talking about. Sometimes side hustles are very quickly monetized, like if you want to go drive for Lyft. um, Obviously, you get paid for that right away. I think I've actually not ever looked into it, but I would assume you get paid for that right away. And some side hustles require a little bit of buy-in. Like I said before, there could be a tiny barrier to entry, whether that's extra education or just some sweat equity in terms of building the foundation for what you want to work within. And what's interesting is uh, Jess, who helped me source some of this information for the podcast today, she found this really interesting fact from a recent Forbes article, and it says that according to a bank rate study, about 37% of adults in the United States have a side hustle. That is fascinating to me. Wow. Over a third of United States adults have a side hustle. And they can pay pretty well, this is continuing on with that article, at an average of nearly $700 a month of extra income. No wonder another study shows that two-thirds of Americans, so the rest of them, would consider diving into a side hustle business in addition to their current jobs, right? Because who wouldn't want that? Let's say you've got a great job, you enjoy what you're doing, you enjoy your friends and your colleagues, uh, and it takes up exactly 40 hours a week. and you've got an extra 10 hours, you know, very easily you could spend an extra 10 hours a week doing something else. Why? I mean, I I can definitely think of a lot of people who would be like, heck yeah, I would love to have an extra $700 a month, you know, doing something else with that somewhat idle time. So let's jump into it. Let's figure out how do you pick a side hustle? What are some ideas? What are some pros and cons? Let's get into it. So what do you need To ask yourself to be ready to determine a side hustle, or if you're ready for one. Number one, I would reflect on what are your hobbies. Okay, Um, this immediately makes me think of golf because golf has been a hobby of mine for oh man, coming up on 25 years. That makes me sound much older than I feel. Um, I have been golfing since I was itty-bitty with my dad, and I, I'm, I'll I'm be 33 this year just to, you know, demystify that, but I've been golfing since I was about seven or eight, and I um, golf always comes to mind as a hobby of mine that I guess I h- could turn into a side hustle, right? Isn't that every golfer's dream that we're just going to go and we're going to play 18 rounds on 18 holes, 18 rounds, goodness, 18 holes on a Um, on a Sunday or a Saturday, and then we're going to go to the driving range a couple times during the week with the hope that maybe one day we're just going to tweak our stroke a little bit so we can just go ahead and go pro um, or at least start uh, playing around in some tournaments. But anyways, um, sorry for that. Also sidebar. So think about what are your hobbies that you could potentially turn into a side hustle. I'm thinking of a friend of mine who his hobby was woodworking. He loved working with wood, he loved sanding things down, creating beautiful creations, whether it was a table or a bench. He loved exposing the natural grain of woods, exploring all of those different finishes. Oh, he was so, so good at it. Um, and he actually, he's, uh, has a background as a very gifted musician, um, and had a very successful career and tenure as a musician in mainstream. Um, and then, I, this, I, I don't, I mean, I know like maybe 3% of his story, but from what I do know, it was just woodworking was a hobby of his that he kind of turned into a side hustle. So like, what kind of hobbies are you looking at? Golf aside, is it woodworking? Is it planting cacti, like my friend Candace, right? Is it gift wrapping? Is it... Um, one of your favorite hobbies is makeup, right? Do you just love learning about makeup and watching makeup tutorials, right? There's all kinds of options out there. What do you enjoy doing is the next one I would ask yourself. What do you really enjoy doing? Do you really love working with your hands? Do you really love socializing? Like, do you love jumping into a party, being the life of the party, connecting with people and asking them about their path, past? Do you love what are some other options Do you love driving? <laughs> that one's an obvious um, plug. Do you love learning about nutrition, right? Do you find that to be a bottomless pit of inspiration in a really good way? Um, what do you really love to do? Do you love working out? And then I would also ask yourself, what are your strengths? What are you really good at? Okay, so what are your hobbies? What do you enjoy doing? And what are you really good at? Okay, Do you, are you really good at, let's see, are you really gifted at explaining things to people? Okay, because that is a gift. And sometimes people who are really good at that don't realize that they're really good at that. It takes someone else to tell them. But have you ever been told that you're really good at explaining things? Are you really gifted at creating arts and crafts. I just uh, had a conversation with a lady named Amy while I was standing on a yacht at a beauty counter event in West Palm Beach. It was quite the event. I've never done anything like that before. That might be the bougiest thing I've ever said ever. Um, but she was telling me about how um, she is. She makes these extravagant birthday cakes for her children. She's got these adorable kiddos, and she doesn't. She doesn't necessarily cook or bake all the time, but she will make a birthday cake. And if somebody tells them that. Tells her, she's Mom, I want a squirrel cake. She will roll out the fondant and just throws herself into these really extravagant cakes, and she showed me pictures of them, and they are phenomenal. I was blown away. She is really, really good at decorating cakes. It was really impressive. So what are you really good at? And then I would also ask yourself, what are your financial goals? Would it be really, really helpful to have that $700 a month, or whatever it is? Are your financial goals to get out of debt what would it take to get out of debt? Are your financial goals to, um, you know, cover your grocery expenses every month? Are your financial? Would it be nice to cover maybe, maybe have a house cleaner so you can get however much time you spend cleaning your house back each week, right? What are your financial goals? What do you want? Um, and that's an interesting one to me because it doesn't necessarily have to be about money. It's not necessarily like I want to make more money, right? That's not what we're talking about. But what? What would change your life? Would it change your life? For me, for example, I would rather spend because I do work, I would rather spend time playing with my daughter than cleaning my kitchen, right? Or then mopping or vacuuming or dusting. I would rather spend that time playing with my daughter. And so part of my financial goal is to be able to afford somebody that can clean my house so that I can I can spend that time with my baby. Right. So like what are what are your goals? In that regard, um, do you want to learn something new? Is there something that's always intrigued you? Has nutrition, micro, um, I was going to say microbiology, but that may be getting a little bit into the woods, but the nutrition interest you? Does exercise physiology interest you? Does learning more about finishes on wood interest you? And then what is your mindset? This is another really important to gut check yourself on ahead of time. This is important. Okay, I want to level with you here. If you are going out into the big open world and you want to create something for yourself, let's say you want to create a side hustle and maybe a part of you wants to believe or hope that this side hustle could turn into your main hustle and it could be the main gig maybe one day. Maybe. Maybe. You know, I'm sure you're saying that to yourself. Maybe, I don't know, but maybe. I need you to adapt a mindset of This is gonna sound really cheesy, but bear with me and I'll I'll demystify it. I need you to adapt a mindset of abundance. I really do. It's necessary for the success of your side hustle, possibly future main hustle. Because, and what what does that mean? What does a mindset of abundance means? It means believing that your neighbor is not your competition. It means that you need to be excited about the wave and the upswell of everybody doing things like this. It means that just because your best friend also decided to start a small business where she is selling um, gift wrapping out of her house doesn't mean it's bad for your business, right? It means that we're gonna make the pie even bigger and we're both gonna be successful, right? It means that if... You decide that you really are interested in this one um, network marketing kind of company it means that you can do it because you're interested in it not you can do it because you only know one person in your neighborhood that does it right it means that you're not limited your growth of your business is not limited by the number of people in that industry or the amount of success of those people in that industry or their proximity to you because a rising tide, I'm going to, I like, I, this is, I'm modifying this quote because I like to say it my way. A rising tide lifts all boats or it's like when a tide rises, all ships, I don't know, come up, whatever. A rising tide lifts all boats, right? Think about it. When there is more interest in an industry, everybody sails higher. Everybody. And so I need you to adopt that mindset before you get into the side hustle business, because if you want it to be successful, you need to believe that everybody's in this together. End rant. Okay. Today's show is brought to you by Pride of Bristol Bay, where you can get truly sustainable, high-quality, nutritious Alaskan sockeye salmon delivered right to your door. Pride of Bristol Bay's wild salmon is sustainably harvested in the pristine waters of Bristol Bay Alaska. Their focus team of fishermen are committed to the highest quality and handling standards at the point of harvest, creating the unsurpassed quality and flavor you'll find in every one of their wild sockeye fillets and portions. Each case of their wild salmon is labeled with the name of Bristol Bay Fishing District in which the salmon was harvested. It's the ultimate in traceability. Boxes of supremely fresh frozen fillets and portions are of the highest quality salmon, and they're delivered to your door, skin on, and already deboned. It's incredible. It's hands down the best salmon I've ever enjoyed. You can learn more about Pride of Bristol Bay and support their important work by ordering your first box of frozen salmon, visiting their website over at prideofbristolbay.com. That's p-r-i-d-e-o-f. B R I S T O L B A Y dot com. Make sure you submit the discount code FED and Fit, all one word, lowercase, at checkout for $40 off. Again, that's FED and Fit for $40 off. Okay, next one. What are some potential side hustles? After you've kind of done your, your noodling and your self reflecting, what are some potential side hustle options out there? Well, the first one is my favorite one. Well, they're, I don't want to play favorites, they're kind of all my favorites. The first one I want to talk about is direct retail. Hear me out. I think that there is this crazy misconception that direct retail is so schmarmy and icky and ew. I don't want to do that. I don't want to sell to my friends. I don't want to make money off of my friends. I mean, I've thought that myself. I've heard it a bunch of times, but at the end of the day, if you believe in a company, I don't care what company it is, if you believe in a company and you believe in what they are doing you there's there's nothing to say that you cannot be a part of that. all you're doing is sharing what it is you like about them, what it is that um, you think would be of value to your friends, families, colleagues and acquaintances right that's all that's all that really means. Direct retail means that you are essentially just referring people to something that you enjoy and that you like. Or, if you're referring to them the business opportunity with that company, you're doing that as well. You're referring to them what you enjoy by being an independent consultant with that company and why you think they would be good at it. That's it. You're just referring. That's all you're doing. It's not as icky as it sounds. And the beauty of a direct retail as a company, as a side hustle, is that you get to join? A, you get to build a business where the resources are already established. You don't have to formulate a product. You don't have to worry about distribution. You, if you choose the right company, you don't have to carry inventory. There are no minimum requirements for sales throughout the month. And again, every company is made differently. And if you really believe in a company that requires inventory or that requires a pretty high monthly sales minimum, because I know that there are some of those out there, or they require that you purchase a certain amount. Take that into consideration and know that not all direct retail companies work that same way. Um, but I think that they're not as scary as they sound. And for those of you who might be concerned, oh, I thought that all of these are pyramid marketing schemes and these are these sound so icky, just so you know, anyone that's still viable today is not a pyramid. Um, or if they're big enough and they've they've been under. In the public eye enough, they're definitely not a pyramid marketing scheme because those are actually illegal. So there you go. The ones around today are most likely not pyramid because that is illegal. So direct retail, I would, I would definitely look into that. If it's skincare that interests you, there's that option. If it's oils, essential oils that interest you, there's that. If it's you know safer cleaning products that you feel really passionate about, if it's, gosh, what are some of the other ones? Um, coaching health coaching smoothies um fitness supplements you name it you like it's out there if there's something that interests you the one that i associate with uh which is probably no secret to most listeners here, uh, the one that i chose is beauty counter i am a big believer in the beauty counter business opportunity as a side hustle I have a team now of several hundred women. Um, actually, I take it back. Not all women. We've got some dudes. Welcome, dudes, to the team in case you happen to be listening. And they are, the majority of them are working on this as a side hustle, and it's wonderful. It's really neat to see them do these things. I'm a managing director with that organization, so obviously I'm in deep. I really enjoy it which is the top of the comp plan for Beauty Counter. Okay, the next potential side hustle would be uh, nutrition. So I get asked this a lot is what, because I am a certified nutrition consultant, I went through the Bowman College Program, But I get asked a lot, what program do I recommend? And to be honest, as much as I enjoyed Bowman, the program that I recommend people that already kind of have a Weston A. Price bias, meaning it's kind of a whole foods bias to nutrition, if you're already coming in with that, which I would assume just about everybody listening here kind of has a little bit of that bias, then I would recommend the NTA program, the Nutritional Therapy Association. Look it up, Google it. They have several options. Some are distance learning, some are you get together for random um, occasional classes. You can also go, I believe, in person. Learn all about it. They have a fabulous annual conference. I went to it and I learned so much by just attending that conference a few years ago. It is a wealth of information. I think they have the best, hands down. I'm not just saying this. I think they have the Best network of former students, and they do the best job of keeping their students up to date with continued education. So, if you're interested as in a side hustle in maybe starting nutrition consulting, you want to work with people. You want to work with them with them in a very intimate, meaningful way, meaning through their health and through how they're making decisions with regard to nutrition, that's a really great option. And the barrier to entry is a little bit of education. Go get your certification through the NTA, look it up, see what the options are, see what works best for you, but that's what I would recommend looking into. Maybe it's you as a side hustle option, you think you're drawn to coaching. Maybe you wanna help people with fitness. Maybe you just love exercise and you love physiology and you feel like maybe you have a unique take. Maybe you're a woman who loves weightlifting and your favorite conversation at dinner parties is busting up the myth that women get bulky by lifting weights, right? Maybe that, if, if that's you, do you love studying proper form on heavy weights? You, I'm laughing because I just think that's so cool and I used, I used to endlessly watch YouTubes. You know, is that is that you? Do you love studying those things? Do you love yoga? Do you, are you just Are you just counting down the days and working so hard secretly on learning the primary series of Ashtanga yoga and next you're going to work on the secondary series? Like what is your passion? What are you good at? Remember all of those questions? So maybe a side hustle could be go get training as a coach. Go get training in the field that you're really interested in and then go start teaching a couple classes. You know, spend those 10 hours, 10 extra hours a week teaching classes um, and submerging yourself in that community. Who knows where that can go? Maybe your side hustle could be in visual design. You guys, if I could go back in time, oh man. If I could go back in time and do college all over again, I loved what I studied. I studied entomology for anybody who's new here and didn't know that, which is bugs. I studied, well, insects technically, arthropods, um, but I did. I studied insects in college. I loved it so much. It felt like the Hogwarts of Texas a and I was pre-med while I was studying insects, so that worked out really well for me. And I loved it, but that being said, there are two skills now owning my own business, kind of this online editorial, in this online editorial space. There are two skill sets that I don't know. I don't speak the lingo. I don't know anything about it. I keep telling people when I get on phone calls with them that are experts in this field. You gotta put on the kid gloves because I have no idea what I'm doing in this regard, and that is visual design and in web design so whether that's graphics graphic design right making pretty graphics making pdfs making things look really visually pretty becoming very intimately familiar with online or how to do gosh what is it adobe or photoshop and all the things or it's in web design right maybe you really enjoy doing hobby coding this is not something i can relate to at all but i know that there are amazing humans out there that are good at this maybe you really enjoy coding on the side. Maybe it's just a hobby of yours. You study it kind of like how some of us listening studied nutrition breakout articles. You studied coding. You studied the latest trends in graphic design. Why don't you just go get a little bit more schooling or start working on a portfolio? That could be your side hustle. Most Graphic designers and most um, web designers that I've worked with are actually freelance, which means that it'd be really easy to do that as a part-time side hustle. Um, Some other options that I'll quickly rattle off would be crafts, things that you could potentially make and sell on Etsy. I'm thinking of, let's see, what what do people make on Etsy? I mean, all kinds of things. If like you have you love pottery. maybe you just really love pottery, you got i'm gonna I'm gonna make up my own phrases terms for these things, but you got one of those potters wheel the little thing that you step on and it spins and you get to make the smooth lines on the pots with your fingers. That just sounds like so much fun. You know, maybe you have one of those and you just love it and you have all this pottery that you've loved and you've poured yourself into and you've um, what's it called? When you bake it, fire it with all the different colors and things. And you have these beautiful pots laying around. Why don't you just collect all those, take some pretty pictures, and then turn it into an Etsy shop? Who knows what could happen? What if what if it just blows up? Or what if you don't want it to blow up, but you'd be happy to see those 25 pieces wind up in 25 homes? Um, Lyft and Uber, of course. And the last side hustle that I want to talk about, what about I'm throwing this one in here on behalf of my husband because he would... I would be remiss, he would be remiss if I didn't talk about it in this episode. Uh, My husband is passionate in really just helping people find financial freedom, period. Um, But through that would be passive income, and a lot of that can be found through real estate. So, for example, what if you, and this the barrier to entry here is a financial one, um, but what if there is... Let me give you myself as an example. Uh, before Austin and I started dating and got married, I purchased my mother's house that she grew up in from her family. She is one of have one of five siblings, and after um, the last my grandparent, last grandparent passed on. Um, the house was available. It's a modest house in a side of San Antonio that I did not want to live in, but just because it was so far away from everything, but but the family just wanted to keep it in the family, right? It's where all of these people came home from the hospital, my mom and her siblings, and it just felt important to hang on to it. And so I bought it. I bought it from the family with what little bit of money that I had. And I then found a what do they call it? A, um, a company that runs a... <laughs> and What are they called? Some of you are shouting it into your radio right now. It is a company, a management company. Thank you for shouting it. I heard you from the future. <laughs> A um, a management company I found in San Antonio who essentially came in. They gave me a quote for what it would cost to fix it up and make it rentable, and then they find me renters and they vet them and they interview them and they handle all the rent checks. and It's a very established company. I'm sure that you have one of these in every big city, um, so you can find their portfolio and know if you're working with a trustworthy group. Really trust this group, anyways. And so what happens is, you know, they take the first month's rent as payment. Or essentially the finder's fee for finding that renter, and then they keep 10% off the top every month. But that rent that is that comes in, which I think is around $600 a month, it goes to me. And of course, that went to originally to pay off the mortgage, the little mortgage that I took to buy this little bitty house. Um, but eventually, once that real once that note that note, that mortgage was paid off, which didn't take too long, then all of a sudden I have this passive income. And so it kind of it's kind of like a side hustle because I spend very little time responding to things that the management company sends to me. But for the most part, it it helps provide some extra income. Just a thought. Okay, so some pros of a side hustle to rattle these off. Extra income potential. You could potentially pay off debt, go on vacations, have some fun extras. Maybe as an extra you... What's a good extra? You finally go to that gym you've always wanted to go to. Um, The sense of personal fulfillment. How good does it feel to do something for yourself and go into business for yourself? The networking and the social connection is priceless. That's one of the reasons why I love Beauty Counter so much. Y'all, I get to work with hundreds of people every single day. Now, granted, not everybody responds to me every day. (laughs) Not all hundreds of them do. But I get to work with these incredible business owners you know, that are owning their own business. And we get to work together. We get to brainstorm. We get to, I get to travel around. And I'm this year, I'm going to travel around and go see everybody in their own cities. Not everybody, but I'm going to do a pretty substantial beauty counter tour and just go hang out with my consultants around the nation. Um, and the opportunity to know people all over the place, how precious and how incredibly cool is that? And that's because of my side hustle. Um, the, you get to fuel that entrepreneurial spirit. If you have it you know you have it, right? If you know that you have that entrepreneurial side of you, um, this is will just this fans those flames. There's this pride of ownership again, which goes along with that sense of personal fulfillment, and potentially you could transition out of a career that maybe no longer serves you the way it once did. Some cons of a side hustle, of course, we've touched on these lightly, but um, the time investment being a barrier to entry, because sometimes, let's say, if it's nutrition then there's a good amount of time that you're going to spend and money for the schooling, uh, but time it takes to really build your bank of resources, to build um, your service offerings, and then to slowly work through and build up your clientele. like That can take time. Startup costs, again, whether that's education, maybe it's a website, maybe if you're joining um, a direct retail company that has very expensive startups. Beauty Counter doesn't have one. I can't really speak to the other ones out there I know that they're out there uh, because I haven't joined those. Um, But some of them have more expensive startups. Um, Definitely a con could be potential failure or hiccups or not feeling like it's going exactly as you thought it would go because it's hard. If it were easy, everybody would be successful at it overnight. Um, So that can sometimes be a con. And then a con could be just the the overwhelm of choosing which one to do, which one should I do, and, and help navigating that would come up with the ones that you think you might be best at I would answer some of the questions we touched on in this episode and then I would float it out to your closest friends and your closest family members and I would be like what do you see me doing well what do you see me enjoying and help them help help them help you And then once you've picked a side hustle, what's next? So what are some actionable steps to really get started? I would look at securing a website or some sort of presence. I would really think about what are you gonna do for your personal brand? Maybe because you're a nutritionist now, you wanna start a nutrition website. You want a landing page for your rates. You wanna put out some of your best content, your best ideas on the website. So come up with a website, come up with a logo. And my advice here, go ugly early. Do not wait for it to be perfect. You guys, I started my blog. Fed and Fit in 2011, and this year, finally, 2019, late spring, we're going to unveil a website that is much, much, much closer to what I want it to be. I have not had the logo or the website that I really wanted for almost eight full years, and it didn't stop me. I still was able to build a brand. So go ugly early. It does not have to be perfect. Um, I would I would definitely assess startup costs if the if the side hustle you really have your eye on has a really high startup cost, then maybe pick a pick another side hustle that can maybe financially give you leapfrog into the other one. Right? Let's say if you want to do nutrition coaching, you wanna you wanna go through that schooling, but you wanna figure out where am I gonna come up with the money for this? Maybe jump into direct retail because those two would work really well together. I'm thinking like beauty counter business, safer skincare, the education on safer skincare in terms of makeup and skincare products and kids and. Baby Baby and men and hair care that conversation goes pairs so well with holistic nutrition and wellness because you're saying take care of yourself from the inside out. It goes so well together. So, why not jump into a company like a beauty counter where you can earn some money just by sharing the mission, sharing the products, getting safer products in the hands of your friends and family members and colleagues? putting some great content out there, get a start on being a content leader and then build up enough income so that you can then go ahead and pay for that nutrition schooling, right? These things can work together. Um, that's it. I think we t- touched on it all. Thank you guys so much for listening. You can find a full transcript for today's show, as always, over on fedandfit.com. We'll be back again next Monday. And if you have any, if you're puzzling and puzzling with what should your side hustle be, um, I would love it. Post about it on social media. Tag me in your in your post. Take a selfie. Tell the world what you're good at, what you enjoy, what you're thinking you might want to do for a side hustle. Tag me in your caption. I will be like, you know, I'd listen to this podcast and I'm thinking about this because I'd love to see it. I'd love to jump in on the conversation um, and we can all we can all do this together. Make the pie bigger, rise the tide, all ships will float. I believe in you guys. Y'all have a good one. Bye-bye.